Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag Utah Jazz. The first thing is that the most important thing is that he's playing well. I mean, he's played well both when he's been, quote unquote, at the four or, you know, tonight more at the five. Um, he's had a big couple weeks. He had a baby boy and you know, he's come back and he's been ready. Quinn Snyder on Eric Paschal's play since returning to the team. Jazz going at it again on Sunday against the Denver Nuggets. Tip time set for six o'clock. No clear idea at this point who's actually going to be playing for the Jazz because, well, the more Eric Pascal plays, the more the Jazz are shorthanded, PK, so it's usually a bad sign. How close do you think he is to playing his way into the rotation? Oh, uh, yeah, I don't know that he can. I don't know who who can he supplant can he, uh, this year anyway. You know, he's still a young kid, obviously, but is there anybody whose place he could take? Yeah, the easiest easiest answer is that they make a trade and it opens a spot and that he's proven he's ready because you're right, who would he knock out of the rotation? He's not going to provide Joe's ball handling. He's not going to provide Clarkson's instant offense. Uh, He doesn't come in with the same size as Hassan Whiteside. Uh, I guess Rudy Gay would be the most like for like. But even that, that doesn't seem likely either. So it gets hard to see where the minutes come from. Well, if I'm him, I just keep my head down and keep plugging because you're playing for a place in this league. Right. Right. I mean, that's ultimately your first desire is to make sure you're in the league. And in the limited time that he's been in there, it looks like it was a nice acquisition. So keep plugging away. And even if it's not here, it's got to be someplace. And maybe it could be here down the road, as you say, depending on what happens, uh, certainly uh, next month or then in the offseason. And what what can, what can you do there? Keep working on your game, son, <laughs> because you have a future in this league. I was thinking about this though. Is when's the last time the Jazz did not play on a Friday or Saturday? Man, that seems like a long time ago. Yeah, they very rarely, they very rarely miss both of those. You're right. This is this is highly unusual, and I think that's not just true of the Jazz. I think that's true of most teams because Friday and Saturday nights are traditionally great nights for the gate. Right. Exactly. People are looking to, to get out. So if you're not playing a home game, you're the road team because somebody else is playing a home game. Because I know that you you and Honey, almost on a weekly basis, you trip to life fantastic on a Friday or Saturday. Old school right there, people. <laughs> That's old school. <laughs> trip to life fantastic. <laughs> you probably, this is a show out there you probably haven't watched, PK. Succession. Have you seen that HBO show? Oh, I'm, I'm aware of it, yeah. Yeah. And so there is an, uh, one of the kids is uh, super awkward, but he tries to really, you know, get in there and hang with the cool kids in Manhattan. And he dropped in a series of awkward phrases, he dropped Trip the Light Fantastic. And the other actors, I mean, you got to, sometimes if they, you know, if they're really good, you get, you can get sucked in and you think, yeah, these are real people. No, they're not. They're all actors playing a role. I got to say that the look on everybody else's face when he dropped Trip the Light Fantastic was perfect. It was awesome. <laughs> it's funny you dropped that. Uh, 
My wife and I are getting to succession late, but now we're pretty much caught up. I think we got like four episodes and we'll be all caught up. But uh, hilarious that you dropped that. Good work. All right, the uh, Salt Lake City Stars acquire the rights to Yoli Childs, a former BYU Cougar, in a trade with the Capital City Go-Go. I got to say, my knowledge of the G League is underwhelming. It's a good name, though, isn't it? Uh, Sure. But it's the kind of name you have to have in a league that is trying to make it, that nobody to draw attention to yourself. The Capital City Go-Go could be a lacrosse team. I actually, now that you think about it, I think it would be cool to be called the Scars. <laughs> the Salt Lake City Scars. We're going to wound you. <laughs> there you go. That's, there's their catchphrase. Hey, the Washington football team, it's not too late. Cleveland committed to the Guardians, but the Washington Scars. Okay, okay. And the burgundy, don't change the colors. The burgundy yeah, still it works. works. It's blood. Yeah, sure. We're going to wound you. I mean, that's your catchphrase right there, man. Can you imagine having, like, a wound on your helmet? And you can change the type of wound, you know, weekly, just the same way teams change uniforms. You'll have an open sore when you're done with us. <laughs> one week, one week, it's a paper cut. <laughs> one week, it's a festering blister that's popped. <laughs> One week it's a skin knee from some kid in a bike accident. <laughs> just keep changing the helmet. One week it's just a big old bruise. Uh. <laughs> All right, I don't know how it got there. So Yoli Childs is back. What does that mean other than maybe it'll move a few more tickets for the Stars? Well, it's not even confirmed he's going to play for the team yet. Oh, he could just be moving through town? Well, it's they acquired his rights. He signed with a team in Germany, as you'll see on the document right okay. there. And he's played yeah, them. Yeah, he's yeah. been injured uh, with an injured knee, so we'll see. All right. Stars are playing the South Bay Lakers tonight at 7 o'clock. You can listen to the game on The Zone. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Middleton lops up top for Giannis, who sends it down on the two-hand slam off the alley-oop. And now we poke it back. Ingram steals it. Now we're going to have a little showtime. B.I. Flush it in, baby. And that should do it. Scooped up by Wiggins. Shoveling to Jerome. Ty gets it across time on left side to Shea. To the wing, he cranks a three that's online, and nothing but net to Ching. It's the 18th Thunder Muddy Ball tonight. Shea's over 30 for a second straight game, and the eighth time this season with 31. Morant, two is right around a screen from Clark on the perimeter. Finds Clark at the foul line. Into the lane. Out to Conchar. Left wing three. Ginning it up. Bring it up. Three on the board. John Conchar drills the triple. 15 points, 17 rebounds. Highlights from the NBA, the defending champs, the Milwaukee Bucks, blow out the Golden State Warriors 118-99. That's a 19-point loss. It sounds bad, but it was far worse than that. Milwaukee led by 39 at the half, too short of the biggest halftime lead in franchise history. Now, the Warriors were shorthanded because they didn't have Draymond Green. Milwaukee was shorthanded because they didn't have Jeru Holiday. So, PK, it's like you've been saying, you always have to take this stuff with a, uh, a grain of salt. Everybody's running around shorthanded. It kind of sort of cancels each other out, but there's no real explanation for the Warriors being down by 39 other than the Bucks did everything right and made shots, and the Warriors did everything wrong and missed shots. Yeah, Antetokounmpo was absolutely awesome. I mean, he's a phenomenal player, obviously, and he, he was at the top of his game. I mean, if it was a closer game, he could have scored way more than 30. But, I mean, it was a blowout right from the start, yep. man. 30 points almost 
Yeah. Um, 10 minutes into the game, it seemed like. And I, I was looking forward to watching that game. And I got disappointed because I don't want to watch a, a route like that. Obviously, it doesn't uh, hold much for me in terms of competition. So I was flicking around a bunch. But yeah, Milwaukee looked really, really good. Denver blowing out Portland 140 to 108. The Jazz are going to see the Nuggets Sunday. Nuggets have now won six of their last nine. One of the three losses is to the Jazz. They had no problem with Portland. Of course, Portland now. Uh, you've been saying for years you always check two guys in the box score uh, because they drive the Blazers but McCollum and Lillard are both out so there's no need to check the box score you know you're missing them every night and apparently that had an impact on the Blazers because they got beat by 32 I think it will continue to have an impact on the Blazers the rest of the season (laughs) and that's not necessarily a bad thing as we've talked about it improves their lottery odds maybe they can fall into a good young player here two words Chet Holmgren (laughs) we'll get to that we'll get to that uh, more blowouts to the Nets after that massive performance and win over the Bulls. Turn around and get beat by the Thunder, 130-109. to Showing both sides of the Nets' personality. As they beat the Bulls, they prove that they got offensive firepower, and when they get going, they just can't be stopped. But it also proves the Nets don't play a lick of defense because the Thunder just hung 130 on them. Well, nor did they play most of their players right. uh, all the time. <laughs> I mean, Durant was out, and obviously Irving uh, Harden played. So. It was a home game, though, so no Irving because they're not playing, paying the fine you were talking about, at least not at this point. See if they do that later, if they think that's too big a PR problem or how they're going to play that. But right now, they didn't play him at home. And with no Durant, it was Harden carrying the load, 26 and 9 and 7, almost had the triple-double, but defensively, they just got torched. Another blowout. Ingram went for 24. The Pelicans beat the Clippers by 24, 113-89. to 89. Memphis, no stopping the Grizzlies, PK. 11 in a row. 21 out of 25. They beat Minnesota 116-108. to 108. A force to be reckoned with. And they have done it with guys out. Dylan Brooks out right now at the start of this streak. Uh, they got on a huge roll without John Morant. So they have missed guys. It hasn't just been a case of the Grizzlies in perfect health taking on a bunch of shorthanded teams. They've, they've taken a couple of pretty big hits to their rotation. And in NBA trade news, the Atlanta Hawks sent Cam Reddish to the Knicks in a deal that broke late in our show yesterday. That sent 2018 first-round pick Kevin Knox to Atlanta. The Denver Nuggets saw their deal to send Bull Bull to the Pistons. Voided Detroit's doctor's failed Bull on his physical. So, Bull Bull back to the Nuggets. Nuggets. Rats. (laughs) Dang and rats. All right, now here comes the Chet Holmgren news that PK can't wait for. Hashtag college basketball. Timmy rebounds for the Bulldogs. Fires pass to the left side. Strother catches and shoots on the break. Another three is good for the sophomore. 14 in the first eight and a half minutes for Julian. And the Bulldogs lead by four. Gives it up to Barcelo. Gets a screen from Loner. Passes deflected into the hands of Hickman. Now to Nemar. Throws it home with one hand. Zags having themselves a night. Nemhard with 20. Rebound Nemhard. Zags on the run. Andrews into the front court. Bounces it to Timmy. Flips it up. Flips it in. And he's fouled. Timmy with another three-point opportunity. And a chance to get to 30 points for the second time this season. Number two, Gonzaga. 110-84 winners over BYU. 61 points in the first half. They literally couldn't be stopped, PK. 
They shoot an NCAA best 69.4% from the field. No one in college basketball has shot the ball better. Ironically, it was better than they shot it from the free throw line. 65% there. But they scored on just trip after trip. They got open shots. They made them. They were great from three. And they were really good shots, but they still shot 52%. Yeah, a couple of their uh, lesser guys that, uh, you know, Timmy and Holdrum obviously got way hot and couldn't miss early. And it was just, it was a big time blitz, like a tsunami, man. You see it coming and there's nothing you can do about it. So you got to get out. You got to run for the hills, basically. (laughs) And and that's the way it was. And Timmy, Timmy's a proven commodity so he's doing what he was expected to do Holmgren you know is new he's a freshman number one recruit so freaking skinny but so talented skilled he reminded me of a, of a cross between uh, as a freshman in college Kevin Durant and uh, Antetokounmpo with all that uh, height and all skin and bones there so skilled can do basically do it all yeah he was 5 of 7. Holmgren was 5 of 7 shooting, and Timmy was 13 of 14. And BYU's lack of size, certainly a factor in all of that. And Gonzaga, as far as many attempt BYU had at an upset, just having none of it. Having none of it. And somebody's going to get called in. Because Loner on the radio afterwards said, we got our ass kicked. You can't say that at BYU. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to the postgame show. Whoa, okay. <laughs> Tweeted that one out. Because I know somebody said it at football, and he got called in. Now, this was 15 years ago, so maybe it's uh, different now. And I don't think it's any big deal. I don't care. But uh, when I heard that, I thought, oh, they might have a little talk here. <laughs> they don't like that stuff. BYU now a big game USF 15 and 2 2 and 0 chance to get a road win it'd be a quality road win in conference it was good getting that St. Mary's win at home you're expected to get the wins at home by the NCAA selection committee you're supposed to win at home if you're an NCAA tournament team this would be a really good road win the Gonzaga road win just not very realistic but I don't think you get penalized that much by the committee for losing to Gonzaga but a USF win that'd be a boost it certainly would. USF's got a real nice team this year. They're legit, uh, no doubt about it. So they need they need to find a way to get that. That's a late game tomorrow night, isn't it? Yeah, nine and, o'clock, and, CBS Sports Network. Yeah, so they, they they need to make sure they get past this thing real quick, get themselves down to the Bay Area, get prepared for this, because they, they they win this thing, and unless they fall apart, I think they are an NCAA tournament team. It would be huge for their NCAA tournament hopes to get this. That would be a very big deal. Weber State beats Idaho 84-74 thanks to 18 points from Jamison Overton. So Weber State improves to 4-1 in the big sky. Tomorrow, Utah, Arizona, 6 o'clock on the Pac-12 Networks. Utah State hosting Wyoming at 7 o'clock. They're going to honor the 2001 Big West champs. You can hear that game. Scotty G will be on the call 6.30 on the zone with Scotty G for the pregame show, and then the game tips at 7. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. I mean, he's a he's a an all time all time great quarterback that's going to be in the Hall of Fame one day. Um, but he's still playing great football right now. If you look at the big throws that he's made to keep their season alive, we know it's going to be a great challenge for us. Not not just him, but that entire team. Um, they they have an attitude about them. They have a mindset that they play with. So we're not taking them lightly at all. 
Um, I mean, they're, they're a team that, uh, that has beat a lot of really good football teams. Um, and so uh, uh, to get to play against Big Ben, it's an honor for me. I mean, he's a great football player. Patrick Mahomes on facing Ben Roethlisberger. Saying all the right things. Kansas City, a huge favorite. They just blew out Pittsburgh in the regular season. Now they get him again in the playoffs. We could go through all the playoff games, PK, but are there any you think where there's going to be an upset, even if it's a mild upset? Or you go favorites, home teams, chalk? Ooh, I don't even know that I know the lines on these games. Uh, so We can provide that information easily. The Raiders oh, yeah. are Raiders going to Cincinnati, and the Bengals are a five-and-a-half point favorite at home. You're going to see as we go through these, it's very similar. They're three to six point favorites for the home teams. The Patriots go to the Bills Saturday night. Third meeting, Buffalo at home favored by four. Yeah, I'm real intrigued by that game. You know, they're saying it's going to be two degrees because yeah. <laughs> it's a night game in Buffalo. Uh, wind, wind be, yeah. Well, wind chill will be off the charts. Minus yeah, fifteen. I'm, I'm talking about just the actual wind. Uh, is it going to be blowing snow? They they're saying not, but man, that is so cold to be playing. I, I just want to watch a game in that type of weather and look at those fans, and I want to see the bare the bare chested guys. That ah, ain't cold. Come on, this is this is balmy. This is Buffalo. This is what we do. So that game holds a lot of intrigue for me. Monday night's game holds intrigue. Uh, I think the Rams, several, the Rams yeah. are a four-point favorite over the Cardinals. And I think all these teams that are less than five-point dogs, I think they all got a shot to win. The one that I would really doubt is the Patriots, but the weather is the equalizer. That's what I'm saying. The quarter, you know, the quarter. Starting a rookie quarterback is not the way to go in the NFL playoffs. There's a ton of NFL history that says it's not the way to go. But when it's cold and it's windy, the last time they played in Buffalo, it was prime time. It was a night game. It was cold. It was windy, and they just ran the ball. And so, how experienced your quarterback is becomes a lot less important if you only throw the ball three times. Yeah, and actually, for this is going to sound maybe stupid, but for a rookie, he's got a ton of experience. Because he's been the guy, not from day one in terms of when they met for the opening of training camp, but Cam Newton got run fairly early. So he's been the guy for a good while now. So for a rookie in the rookie realm of things, he does have a lot of experience. But he hasn't been in an NFL playoff game before, and he's going against a guy who's been in several NFL playoff games, and Josh Allen had the Bills in the FC title game. So that would normally be a huge disadvantage, but given how nasty the weather is going to be, I just... Don't know how much quarterback play is going to matter. I I don't look at quarterback versus one versus the other. I think you put too much emphasis on that stuff. If Brad Johnson can be a Super Bowl winning quarterback, I I think there's more to it than that. Well, and rookies don't lose every time. It's not it's not a hundred percent deal. It's it's the rookies uh, in the last twenty three NFL playoff games. They're six and seventeen. That's a terrible record. It matters. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, but I, what happened in 1975 just has no bearing here. Three primetime games. Two of them will be played in uh, in cold weather locations. I mean, the Bills, that's just off the charts. Arrowhead gets the other primetime game. Sunday night, it'll be uh, Pittsburgh and Kansas City there. Where they got the good weather, they're, they're playing day games, so... Go figure. And they got a couple. They, they did put the Monday night game. That's in a dome, obviously, in L.A. So 
You would think a dome in L.A. would be the best possible thing, but they actually had a weather delay there because they had a lightning storm earlier this year during the game. and It's got a roof on it, but the sides are open, so they stopped everything. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Hashtag college football. USC wide receiver Brew McCoy has entered the NCAA transfer portal for a third time. McCoy, who initially signed with USC before transferring to Texas and then transferring back to USC, did not play a snap at USC this season after he was arrested in July on suspicion of violating the California uh, penal code. Wow, do I have to read that, Yak? Holy no. cow, man. A domestic, domestic violence, violence charge, yeah. Uh, he was released on $50,000 bond. They declined to file criminal charges in the L.A. District Attorney Office. Uh, so USC conducted its own Title IX investigation, didn't reinstate McCoy from the suspension, did not allow him to participate in team activities. So USC to Texas to USC, now to uh, somewhere he's in the transfer portal. Alabama wide receiver Jamison Williams tore his ACL Monday night. He's announced he's forgoing his senior year. He's entering the NFL draft. He's considered the top wide receiver prospect in the draft class. Led the SEC with 15 touchdowns and 1,500 yards receiving after transferring in from Ohio State. So He's got the knee injury, but somebody is going to jump on him pretty quickly in the NFL draft anyway, apparently. And the Aggies and Cowboys trade quarterbacks. Beasley's going to Wyoming. <laughs> Levi so we refer to, to it. We refer to it as yeah. free agency, uh-huh. and now we essentially have a trade. Oh yeah, it was a trade. Was there any cash considerations? <laughs> nice. Andrew Peasley to the front range, and Levi <laughs> Williams to Logan. <laughs> uh, that's, that's sort of funny the way that worked out. Yeah. And it still leaves the Aggies deep at quarterback. Oh, that quarterback room. They they have an add-on. That's how deep it is. Put a second story on the quarterback room. Well, it depends on you know the foundation. Second story. Or they just enclose the porch. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. <laughs> Hunter High School standout sophomore Ephraim Asiata is in critical condition. Two of his teammates, Paul Tai and Tavani Lapati, were killed in a shooting near the school yesterday. Asiata is the son of former Utah star running back Matt Asiata, played on the Sugar Bowl team in 2008, scored a touchdown there in New Orleans. Ephraim previously had played at Harriman High School. Uh, that story was all over the news yesterday, PK. That is yeah. incredibly tragic there. Uh, as the police continue to investigate and make arrests, reportedly they've got somebody arrested. But is it four people now, Yak? Is four were arrested, two were released, two I think are still in custody. Yeah. What is Trending brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There is no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up this morning, David Locke, his weekly visit coming up at 8 o'clock and at 9.15. Pac-12 Commissioner George Klyavkov will join us, and we will talk Pac-12 with him. DJ and PK... Question of the day is coming up next. Stay with us.